Hello? Can y'all hear me? I hope y'all can hear me fine. What's up, what's up, y'all? It's Keeping It Real with Miss Breaker. And today, y'all already see the title. Healing on my travels forced me to take risks. This one is a little different. I'm going to be more open with myself as far as y'all getting to know me. Because, I mean, I do have a podcast elsewhere. And people know me for who I am and what I do. And it's just me keeping it real. And today I wanted to talk about, you know, how I healed after losing my mom departing from my family, moving all the way across the country to California, being disappointed, devastated, upset, feeling lonely at its peak, thinking I had a family, but in reality, I did not, being treated like a slave, like this is real shit, I can't make this up, I can only speak for myself. And going through all of that, I had to make a big sacrifice. I had already made a huge sacrifice, leaving my with my family, my immediate family, to be with another family, and didn't realize how traumatizing both families were, and how much similar, how how much I saw the similarities in both where it made me feel so hopeless inside. But I had to keep fighting because I'm not the one to give up. I will make a way if there's a will. And on my traveling journey, the car that I'm driving right now, y'all, this car took me from California to Massachusetts. But I did some stopping as I was driving, you know, from California after being hurt by someone that I thought was one of my closest friends, but actually being in her world made me realize how much we didn't value each other. And not necessarily me, but on her end, it was a one-way street. It was like, it's my way or no way. And then, you know, I'm staying with someone and they're talking about me instead of talking to me I was just going through so much so much man and I was picking and choosing when when to speak and when not to speak because I was realizing that every time I pointed something out it was always flipped back on me and the flip was from the past and I'm the type of person where it's like if we're gonna talk about a situation let's talk about the present I don't really, I'm not too keen, keen on the, keen on the, on the past. I don't care about the past too much. I'm, I'm focused on the present. And it was a lot of, oh, well, you did this and well, oh, I really don't know you. And, you know, I had to, I had, yo, when I tell you, I never been broken down by a fucking friend. I never, because my best friend was my mother. And when I lost her, I lost everything. But I gained so much. I gained so much in life. I gained so much in life. I'm trying not to get emotional because this is me being real with y'all. And I'm not really the open type of book, but I'm being open right now because I want my 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 audience on wisdom to get to know me before you can just go chime into my podcast on anger and 
you know, my other platforms that I use. And, you know, just really hear me out. Because I went through a lot. And I don't always say to myself that I'm proud of where I am. I'm proud of where I've come, how far I've come. Because to me, it was all about survival. All about surviving. How am I going to survive with this? How am I going to survive with that? How am I going to manage? How am I going to do this? I knew from the start that a job will never be a problem for me because I'm so passionate, I'm so determined, and I love learning. You can't go wrong with me. I'm going to do my job, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to do me. And I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to make sure I do it right. And with the time of me traveling, let me just, I'm all over the place. Let me get to a focus of healing. On my travels, driving across the country, me and my brother, trying to do something, you know, trying to make a living. You know, I was homeless for 10 months after coming back from California. But my journey coming to California was one of those situations where it was like, I was doing a lot of thinking while I was driving. I remember this shit like yesterday. I, I, I had already, after leaving my friend's place after her mom decided that she was going to give me a date to leave. I said, why would I wait on someone else's time when I've already been ready? You know, there's some things that are more, um, some things you have to do aggressively. And I did that respectfully. I did it aggressively, but respectfully. I left. I said, you guys, you know, you don't have to worry about us. Because we're not kin to y'all. So it's, it's easier to put someone out when you're not related to them. Okay, that's cool. So I was staying in a hotel trying to figure out what the fuck me and my brother were going to do. Just trying to get home so that he can get to school. I went through so much, y'all. Like, the struggle was real. But I had hope and I had faith that I was going to make it. There was nothing that was going to stop me because I am the only one that's stopping myself from becoming the better version of myself. So I had to do a lot of things. I had to get around a lot of things, staying in hotels. Then I was like, you know what? This ain't working for me. Had I reached out to a friend that would have been more beneficial for me and my brother, I probably would have stayed in California. But because I was such in a panic because it's education, now he's losing education because... You know, I'm trying to get him into school, and it's just not working. I went through a phase of just, like, when I realized shit wasn't working, I was like, I'm not meant to be here. During my healing process, I realized that I was manipulated and tricked. And I hate to use those words, but that's that's how I feel, yo. That's really and truly how I feel. Like, I was manipulated and tricked to thinking that what I was dealing with at home was going to be better. And I had to, and I, and you know, not me being naive, but me just wanting to escape and find a way to have a living, a better living lifestyle for me and my brother where we're not around negativity and dealing with hurt and can't mourn over our mother because our family is just against that or don't want to talk about it or kind of brush it under the rug. And that's not healthy for a fucking 10 year old at the time. Um, I mean, my brother, well, he was 14 when we actually officially, like, well, 13 when we actually officially, like, departed from our family. But still, 
you know, things haven't changed. And I had to make that change for the both of us. And as I was going through that change, y'all, like, I went through so many different emotions. I don't want to get into them because I don't want to get emotional crying and can't fucking explain my reasoning behind this podcast. But just understanding that I had to take those sacrifices. I had to do these things to heal, to get past a lot of things. And on my healing journey, as I was driving, now let me let me backtrack a little bit. I told you I was in and out of the hotels, finding a place. We probably only stayed in hotels. Bro, you need to get up off me like that. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm driving. Um, but we were staying in and out of hotels just trying to, trying to find a place to stay until I can figure out the plan. Then my heart was so set on leaving. This was not for me. I wasn't really happy. I put myself in the same situation I left from. And that depressed me even more because I was just like, what the fuck? But I can't blame myself so much because I truly and honestly did not know that that was the outcome or that was going to be the outcome of me going that route. I honestly thought that my life would be a little different where I wasn't around that type of energy anymore. So when I came to my senses and realized that those feelings and emotions were similar to each other, I had to distance myself. I had to distance myself, but I said, this time, when I go back home, I'm not reaching out to my family. If they didn't help me then, what the fuck makes me think they're going to help me now? They're either going to throw it in my face or they're going to make me feel worse than what the fuck I'm feeling. And I don't have time for that. That type of negativity is not worth being around. And I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. If I was going to sit here and go back to what I came from after leaving and going into the same situation, I had to really make a choice. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm leaving. I said, I'm going home. Driving through Texas was so long, y'all. was so motherfucking long. I had to go through a little piece of Mexico. You know, I had to do a lot of different... I, had to, I, I was doing a lot of thinking, a lot of driving, a lot of sightseeing. And after a while, as I was driving, I was thinking to myself, replaying everything that I saw, how things were going left, how people were changing up on me, how someone that I thought was a close friend of mine in reality was never really a good friend. And... I had to learn that with a grain of salt because I was really, you know, at some point, yeah, I did feel like I needed to tell this person some things and I wanted to reach out to this person about a few things, but then I realized it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I went through so many different emotions, so many different things to be where I am today. And the only reason why I want to talk about it today is because I had to take so many risks, man just to be happy. And like, yeah, I was talking to certain family members, but then I realized every time I got someone involved in my shit when it came to family, it was almost as if like, this is a hot topic. We got to talk about this. Oh, we going to talk about her. Oh, we going to talk about this one. And we going to talk about that one. And it just pulled, a, it pulled apart. It pulled me apart in a sense where it was like, this is not why I am confiding into you. I'm not trying to let you know this is what I'm dealing with. 
How can I make shit better for myself? What do I need to do to be a better person? Like, this this is just not for me. So I went through all of that to realize that I just got to keep certain things to myself. Then I was like, you know what? I got to keep everything to myself. Because people are playing these games and I'm trying to be respectful but also allow people to acknowledge this is what I'm going through. Just respect it. If you can't help me, then that's cool. But if you're here to listen, that's cool too. But if you're here to listen to go tell someone else, that's just, that's wrong. That's just wrong. And I had to come to my senses in a sense like, sometimes there are some things, a lot of things we need to deal with and go with alone. Because the best people a long time. I tried it with a few people online. It wasn't beneficial. I tried to find a black person because I feel like I could beat myself more rather than lying and sugarcoating shit with someone else that doesn't share the same culture as me or wouldn't really understand the culture within itself. So I went through a lot of searching, searching, searching for a therapist, and it didn't work. I'm not going to sit here in front. Like, it didn't work. I tried talking to a friend who's studying in psychology. She wants to be a therapist, and I said, you know what? Now's your time to do your little practice on me. I want to, you know, and she can separate her feelings and all that stuff. And she, she has a background. She knows the story. She knows what's up. And she was really helpful for me and really helped me see the bigger picture in my situation and told me, like, girl, you know, you shouldn't let nobody talk to you like that. You shouldn't let nobody make you feel like you can't do certain things when you can. And I had to realize, she was just like, girl, you, why it seem like you left your household because of these issues to go step into another house that has the similar, the similar issues that's occurring in their household. And I said, damn, I never peed that. But you're right. You know, I had to say to myself, like, you know, certain things are definitely the same. And that's why I feel like I'm going through the same emotions that I felt when I was depressed. And I said, you know what? I said, I think it's time for me to leave. I was saying that to myself. But then when my brother said it out loud, it really touched me in a way that I just I had to make it happen. I got my car, finally got my car, registered my car, did what I had to do, got the brakes, got the oil, got the tires, got everything checked out so I can just be out. And sure enough, y'all, I drove across the country. And as I was driving, I was thinking, I didn't cry not once. (coughs) I packed up some food. I almost, I was basically packing like how we normally pack to go down south to Alabama to travel with my family, you know, for the 4th of July, for family reunions, for family functions. And as I got on that road, I was not scared. I was fearless. I felt unstoppable. I felt so many things going through my body telling me that it's okay. I had called my grandparents and told them I got a package mailing out to them, you know, be on the lookout. 
might be around between noon and three. I surprised my grandparents. I got to spend some time with them. Had a lot of thinking while I was with them too. Did a lot of talking with my grandfather before he passed. Did a lot of talking with my grandma. My grandparents loved that we were down there. Me and my brother was down there spending time. And then I had to travel up north. So I, I traveled across down south, you know, went through the biggest state ever. Fucking Texas took so long. Texas took me 13 hours, yo. I was tired. I was so tired of seeing the same shit and nothing changing. Dry, just everything around you dead. I, that just made me feel so bad about myself. I love nature. I love greenery. I like things that are green because it makes me happy. But going back to what I was saying, traveling, like, then I had to come up north. I stopped in Maryland to see some family on my dad's side. And then I worked my way up home. And through my journey, I went through so much, you know, being homeless. I had to take a risk. I had, I was traveling, y'all. I was traveling from Worcester, if you know where Worcester is. I was from Worcester all the way to South Shore all the way back to uh, Suffolk. Like, I was going to these different counties. I was traveling and waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning just to get my brother to school at 7. Then I had to be to work at 8, so I had to really drop him off at 6, stay with him for a little bit, wait till the school, his school doors opened, and I let him let him get out, go to school, and I was going to work. There were a couple of times where I was falling asleep behind the wheel driving, and I was scared because I didn't want to kill myself and take my brother's life just because I wasn't getting enough support and enough rest to be able to make ends meet. All the fucking homeless shelters were, were, were full. No one would let me and my brother go into a homeless shelter, although he was a kid, he was a teenager. Oh, they would separate you guys because he's considered a young adult. I'm like a 13, a 14-year-old? <coughs> Excuse me, a 15-year-old is not considered an, an adult. I realized so how much of a struggle it is to really have kids and try to make ends meet. And try to make sure that you're, you're safe and you got something over your head. It was hard, y'all. It was so hard. I still did it. I still managed. Then I finally got into our place. We literally just moved into our apartment in February. And it's just been a struggle with adapting to a new environment. And that new environment being healthy. And because you you have a child that went through so much negativity in his life from the age of, I'll say, six, six, seven years old. That's, I think, what the, around, around the time I went to college, <clears throat> being disrespected, being told certain things, being told this, being told that. So many negative things. Oh, you're gay because you dance and you act. Oh, you're this and you're that. Oh, you're not good at this. Just breaking him down every day. To now being in an environment where he's being praised for the good things that he does. He's being praised for how talented he is. And it was hard. It was really hard for me to adapt 
too because I'm just like, bro, you know, we're not with them. We're not near them. We're not around them. And it was just so troubling. I had to get, you know, my brother and I into family therapy just so that we can work together and understand each other more. Because I didn't get to mourn either. I only took two weeks off of school, of, of college, before, you know, I probably should have took some more time off, but I went right back to school after a week, after two weeks. And it didn't hurt me, but it definitely helped me. Because I got to think about a lot of things on my own time. I did take a risk moving, distancing myself from family. Would I ever do it again if I ever had to relive my life? Would I do it that way? Probably not. I probably wouldn't go to California, but I'd probably go to Maryland. Everything happens for a reason. I had to take that risk to understand that it's okay to take risks, especially when you're trying to heal <coughs> for the better. And a lot of times, like, I feel like black families don't know how to talk to one another. I know maybe yesterday or the day before yesterday in the morning, I was talking about, you know, trying to rekindle with certain people, just trying to talk to people and people as in my family, you know, trying to get to the T of things instead of just brushing under the, under the rug and ignoring the simple fact that this occurred because this happened. This is still happening. And I want to be able to have those conversations with older adults, but it's so hard because they feel so superior because, oh, you need to respect me because I'm an adult. I'm your elder. And I just, I don't, I don't abide by that law. I just don't. Respect goes both ways. You want to receive respect, you have to give respect. And it's so hard for black families to do that just the other day talking to one of my best friends like she's my sister we talk about how our families just fucking favoritism have favoritism over the lighter skin kids and the darker skin kids and then they treat other people like shit and then go talk and do this and it's just like how do we wrap our heads around the simple fact how to do better helping and healing one another there are some times that where I do feel like I want to take a risk and I do want to do stuff and I do want to do this, but it's like, is it all worth it? Some things aren't worth it. Especially when it comes to people and hoping for change. People change on their own. People do things for themselves. It's not going to take me for them to realize that this is fucked up. It's got to take them to realize that what they're doing is fucked up. And I had to go through a lot of different scenarios for myself so that I know what to do. The fact that I was just only 21 years old trying to figure out how I'm going to take care of my brother. I graduated 2019 out of college. You know, I had so many things set for myself before my mother passed away. So many goals, so many dreams, so many plans that... We're going to help me be the person for myself, be better than my parents, 
and I'm still working on that, y'all. Like, I want to go back to school, get my master's degree. I want to be a college professor. I want to do, I still want to do stuff. And it's like, that's the, the focus of our conversation between me and my therapist is, you know, don't forget about yourself, Miss Breaker. Don't forget that you're still young, Miss Breaker. Don't forget that you still have a lot of time ahead of you, so don't lose that time. Yeah, you got to take care of your brother, but you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of someone else. <clears throat> and it's been where I'm learning still. But I see a lot of what my mother went through as a single mother. Trying to make sure your kids are happy. Trying to make sure your kids are loved. Trying to make sure you don't miss a beat in any situation with your child. That shit is real, y'all. And I'm young, and I don't have children of my own. And I take care of him, and I want to make sure that he's protected and he's doing good. I took a risk in taking on that responsibility, although I knew I was never ready. I'm young. Yeah, my mother raised me to be independent. <clears throat> my mother showed me the resources to take and, you know, to, to use, right, to help me in life. I definitely applied them. But when it comes to a child, a whole nother person, a whole nother, a whole nother person, a different person, the opposite of me, it's different. It's difficult, but it's manageable. And with time, I really practice patience. When I tell y'all, I have the most greatest patience ever. A lot of people be like, why don't you do this? Or why don't you say, why don't you put that person? I pick and choose my battles. I'm not the one that they need to come across. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to make sure that I'm respected. And for the most part, as I'm learning to take care of my brother and taking that risk and healing and trying to make sure that I'm right, and I'm all right, something that I have to normalize, because I too do, I don't want to be like my mom in a sense where she's doing everything, doing everything, doing everything, and not taking a break, sacrificing so much that it starts to make you sick, it makes you feel sick, it makes you hurt. We should never sacrifice anything for our for anyone. We gotta be able to put ourselves first so that we can plan a better a better lifestyle, a better environment for the ones that we love. I made a big sacrifice being young, taking care of my brother. I didn't have to take care of him. I could have let him go to the system. I could have done a lot of things, but I chose not to. I chose not to because it's not hard 
although it is hard and difficult, it was not hard. That's my brother. I made a promise to my mother. I, I mean, I'm 21 years old when I lost my mom. I'm old enough to do something. And taking care of him, I would never change anything. I wouldn't make different plans and anything that I want to do. I'm sorry, y'all, for my voice. I am a little emotional. <clears throat> but being able to, there's a difference when you say you tried and you're doing. I didn't try to take care of my brother. I am doing my best taking care of my brother. I took that risk. I had to heal. I had to get my mind right before I can make that sacrifice, before I can take that risk. I'm a teacher. I get to learn both ways, both, both worlds of being a parent and being a teacher and what you learn mentally, emotionally, and physically that children go through. And as I learned in school, being a teacher, realizing, like, damn, like, this is what my brother's going through. Let me approach him this way. And every time I approached him, it was very beneficial. My brother is so grateful to have me in his life. Because we all need someone to be that voice, to be that listener, to be there when we need the most. Not a lot of people have that. And for me, it was my mother. My father could never replace my mother's, my mother. My father could never put himself in position like my mother. Because he chose the way, he chose his life the way he wanted to. He chose himself first before he chose me. And I'm not mad about that. My mother was searching for love just as much as my father, I'm sure. And sadly, it'd be your family that'd be the ones that hurt you the most. And as I healed on my travels, after doing the house hopping, after being homeless for 10 months, actually more than 10 months, being homeless for almost a year. I left in April of last year. And I didn't find a place until February. Almost a year. And I had to take that. I had to do a lot. I was going on my five-mile walks. I was eating differently. I was changing my diet. I was trying to help myself break from those depressing cycles that was just putting me in a loop. I had to do that alone. I didn't have help doing that. Even when I thought I had help, it was hurting me even more. And when you can come to realization for yourself, for me in that moment when I realized that these people are hurting me, they're not helping me. I had to fix it. I fixed it by separating myself. I fixed it by keeping my mouth closed and writing things down in the journal. I had to do those help me meditate in a different light. 
I had to do those things to heal. I had to take a risk being able to keep a secret. And I, my secret was, oh, yeah, I'm moving, but I'm not moving to where you think I'm moving. I'm moving somewhere else. I had to do that to keep sanity for myself. Because I didn't want no negativity on anything that I was doing. And it just breaks me now, in a sense, in this moment, not necessarily has been breaking me, but it breaks my heart now, realizing that. I went through a lot of shit alone. There was no therapist to help. It's almost as if I got to say that, oh, I'm feeling this, that, and the third, and then, oh, you feeling crazy. The moment you tell your doctors that you think you need a therapist because of this, oh, do you feel this? Do you feel? It's like, why do you guys go quick to? I just lost my mother, and you're saying that this is going to affect me? How? Because I just want to have someone to talk to, to relate to. It's just, you know, it's weird, and it's so sad because black women, black people, don't get enough help when it comes to mental health. We really don't. And sometimes, like, I really be wanting to change my doctor. I want a black doctor. I know when I have children, I want a black doctor. I should have stuck, stayed on, stayed on that wave when my mom had me a black doctor. You know, I should have stayed on it because it's so hard dealing with any doctor that's not of color because they they make all of these assumptions and they don't know the culture. They don't know what's going on. It's just, oh, you know, statistically, this and that. No, 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 no. What are your, what is your experience with this particular group? Statistics don't speak shit. Statistics are not statistics of my people. So it was a lot that I went through. I to understand so much for myself how to heal. I did everything on my own. And I see a lot of people who say to me, like, how did you do it? And all I can say is, I just had enough, yo. On my healing process, when I was traveling, what allowed me to take risks is when I had a fucking enough. I was tired of feeling depressed. I was tired of feeling like I wanted to kill myself. I was tired of feeling all of those feelings, y'all. I had to break the cycle for myself. No one helped me with that. The only person I can say that really helped me with that was my mother's spirit when she visited me in my dreams. And when she was surrounded by me when I felt at my lowest point in my life. I really can say that. Let me um have a moment of silence for a minute just to get myself together. These are conversations that I really don't have with people because of my trust. The fact that I feel more comfortable talking to a stranger that I might not ever see again because I can't have conversations with people that I see because it's so hurtful, because the support is not there. 
And I'm not talking about fucking financial support. I'm not talking about shelter support. I'm talking about emotional support. Myself in a sense where it's like I can't go to certain people when I know they're dealing with enough already. And, you know, that's just me. I'm not going to... I'm not gonna do that. That's that's just me. But to go through everything alone, to finally admit that this is probably the first time I'm admitting something like this, because I don't think about this stuff on a daily. I just keep pushing, y'all. I just keep pushing. I keep pushing. I find new ways to cope with shit. I find new topics to talk about because this is just me keeping it real. But, you know, I said, if I'm building a platform on wisdom, I want people to get to know me before you get to judge me or say anything to me about anything. Yeah, I might swear here and there. I might swear all the time. Shit. That's me. That's how I speak. This is my language. You know? Language is language. At the end of the day, I mean, I studied studied, uh, liberal arts. I mean, I went to a liberal arts college, but I studied creative writing. I've always had a thing for lingo. Bitch and bastard with dogs, male dogs, female dogs. I can break shit down to you if you want. But today is not the time. But I would allow people to get to know me first before you get to judge me. I don't really care about your judgment because at the end of the day, it's my judgment over everyone. As long as I know who I am and where I stand with myself, I'm good. And I can keep pushing for myself. But until then, I got to just keep showing up and showing out for me. Because at the end of the day, I'm all that I have. I may have my brother, but he's not there yet. We have each other. And yeah, he has me too. Don't get don't get it twisted. He has me too. Although he may be fifteen years old, he brings a lot of light in my day. Just to see him smile, because he looks just like my mother, and I get to relive my mother's spirit just because I'm looking at him. And it's just it's a beautiful thing to be able to look at the pos- take something negative and turn it into positivity. And that's what I have done my whole healing journey. I took the negativity and I flipped it into positivity. When I was when I felt like I was stuck in California, oh I ain't got nowhere to go. Oh uh, yeah, okay. This 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 for tourists is bringing my ass home. I'm not about to be stranded in no in the middle of nowhere. And I also am not backtracking where I don't, I got to refine the car. Now nah, my car is making it. My, my car is taking me home. I have to have that faith. I have to have the will to be able to do the things that I was able to do to get to where I am today. Like I said, I was never concerned about a job. I, was, I wasn't concerned about a car. I was concerned about shelter. I wasn't concerned about food because I always had a way to make it happened when it came to being able to put food in me and my brother's belly. I did so much on my own. And I'm proud of myself. I don't say it very much, but I am. I truly am. I'm very, very proud of myself. I've come a long way. 
and to be this young come a long fucking way. People put me in situations where I had to take a risk. And while taking a risk, I was healing. I never stopped healing as I was taking risks on my journey. I did not stop. Not one time did I stop. I kept fucking going. I'm still going to this day. I have not stopped. There's a lot of shit that I deal with, too. Personally, I ain't addressing those things, but I'm letting you know what I went past because if I talk about what I'm dealing with now, it's, it's not worth it. I don't like to put any type of negativity in my universe where I'm complaining about shit. I got to be patient with the things that I want in life. I got to be patient with myself. I got to be patient with what I need because I can confuse my wants and needs. I might want something now, but do I really need it? I've learned to take a lot of gratitude in everything excuse me, that I go through. And I just, you know, I've learned so much. I've learned how people can really be. I've learned to just accept people for who they are and expect nothing out of them. Because when I see them for who they are, that is who they are, and I will never be confused because they show me their colors. It's just this time it's a little brighter. And I've learned from that. I've learned that dealing with certain family members is just not it. I don't fuck with nobody in that sense anymore. I just don't feel comfortable. Because I've lost trust again. Trust got to be rebuilt. I might tell a few people here and there, but it's hard, yo. People don't realize what you do to people until... Motherfucker, start speaking on it. And, you know, I had to learn that, I, I I mean, a lot of older adults say to me, I sound like I'm an old person in a sense where I'm very mature for my age. And I should live, I should live more in a sense. Be more happy. Do more fun things. Don't be so serious all the time. Live a little. These are what people, this is what people tell me. And I just be like, I'm not wasting time, you know? I'm valuing it. There's a difference. I might be still young. I, I went through the party phase. I, I experienced a lot of partying in college and high school. I think I'm good. And I understand where they're coming from when they say live a little, give yourself a break. And those things I do value because I do. I listen to my body. My body tells me that I've had enough. I've had enough and I need a break. There's some days where I take personal days from work. And I let my boss know, like, I need a personal day. I'm not myself today. I'm going through a lot of emotions. And nine times out of ten, it's always about the loss of my mother. It's never about anything else. Because losing my mom at 21, man, I was really building that relationship with my mother. And not to say that our relationship wasn't always strong. Our relationship was, I mean, man, if you have kids and you have teenagers and you know the story, I mean, come on. Everybody had problems with their mama, you know, especially when you're a teenager. And you smelling yourself. It is normal. 
But to know that as I was jumping into my 20s, that me and my mother's relationship was becoming unbreakable, unbearable, where it was just like nothing could interfere and or come between us because we have trust. We talk to one another. It's just phenomenal for me. I'm grateful and thankful that I was able to say to my mother that I appreciate her so much. And I'm sorry that I gave her a hard time. I've met coworkers that are not in their mid-30s, early 30s that say, like, you know, it took me till now to realize how much I hate my mom and, or my dad. And I said, longest I used to say to myself like I used to be like I'm not gonna make it I'm gonna let my mom down I'm gonna let my brother down when people wish death on you it's not cool and that's how I was feeling because other people were speaking it and because I didn't get to talk to nobody I would never want to be in that place again. So as I'm still healing, because my healing journey hasn't that y'all. I'm still taking risks. I'm still healing while I'm taking a risk. And eventually I will learn that I got to do one at a time to allow myself to truly feel peace when I am stressed. Two things at a time. I'm healing and I'm taking a risk. Am I hurting myself in the process? I'll say sometimes. Not all the time. Because nothing is fucking impossible. I've been, I've, I'm able to see that anything is impossible as long as I put my mind to it. And as long as I'm okay with taking a risk, I will be all right myself so that I can be able to understand I don't just have to cope with this I need to learn from it and I learned so much in my journey and I'm still learning as I'm going through my journey the journey don't stop that pain that pain might get less and less and less and less and less but at the end of the day, it still hits hard. Losing a parent is not easy. Losing a parent is not easy. But I'm young losing a parent. Being young losing a parent is not easy, I would say. I get to see how my brother feels. I get to understand what he goes through. I understand that he's jealous that I spent more time with our mom because he didn't get to spend enough time. And that's something he has expressed to me. And I had to let him know, like, bro, you think you didn't get to spend enough time 
hell. I feel like I didn't have enough time. I felt like I didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't get to say goodbye. And just learning from him and learning from myself and the, with from the help of our therapist helping us learn from each other it has been such a blessing. I wouldn't change anything. I would go through it all again. I wouldn't change a thing. Because I had to go through all of those things that I've listed to be the person that I am today. I still, that fire that's in me is still there. I just got to know how to control it and to shine and to be that, the brightest thing in the room because I know that I am that. And I've just been like, you know, mother ain't arguing outside. Girl, y'all better bring it in the house. People do not need to see y'all out here yelling and cursing. But um, I'm sorry if I am I if I'm very distracting while I'm on here when I drive. But you know, that's my journey. I had to do a lot. Of I had to do a lot of, I, I had to soul search, I had to, I had to find my soul, I had to find my peace, I had to bring it back to me, and I had to do it all alone. There's a quote, I don't know it by heart, but there's a quote where it says, like, something along the lines of, you, sometimes life can be challenging, but there are some things that are necessary when you're by yourself or when you're alone. And I had to do most of that alone. I did everything right. When I told you I was five miles every day at some point because I was so angry, I had to release that anger. I was reading, I was walking, I was exercising, changing my diet, doing this, doing that. I was managing, I was gaining and controlling my time. And I did everything right. And it took some and it took some time. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like it took me it took me a year to really get my shit to, together emotionally and mentally. Then it took me another year to really figure out where I was gonna move, where I was gonna go, how I was gonna plan, what I was gonna do. I was going to make a better lifestyle and a better living for me and my brother. I had to do it. And as I did those things, y'all, I learned that when taking a risk, there might be some consequences that you're going to face. But I never looked at any risk that I took was a failure because every risk that I've taken in my life has been a lesson. And I damn sure learn from each and every one. It only takes me one time to make a mistake to realize that I would never do this again. And I don't even have to say I would ne- never again. I'm just going to say I learned. Every time I, Every time I make a mistake or every time I come through, Something that's just 
not it, I say to myself, I learned from it. I learned from it. And I've just realized for me, like, I do everything for myself, but I also do everything for my brother. I got to be there for him. I got to be there 10 times harder for him because he don't have nobody but me and a therapist. Yeah, we got some family members too, but I'm talking about consistency, being there all day, every day. Being able to expose him to different ways to cope with the things that he's dealing with is such a blessing. And today, I wanted to share a little bit about me. Although I know I rushed everything and sugarcoated a lot of things, I mean, not everything needs to be said. But... To be able to understand where I come from and understand what my mindset is and how I think and how I see things for me and how I really value others' opinions and feelings. That's why I'm not judgmental. I hold judgment, but I don't act upon it. Of course I judge people, but do I treat people the way I judge them? No. I treat everyone with respect because that's how I want to be treated. And yeah, people might not reciprocate it, but at the end of the day, I know what's best for me. And if your energy is not for me, I'm not dealing with you again. It's just as simple as that. I'm not going to push and shove. I'm not about to do X, Y, and Z or go above and beyond for someone when they can't meet me halfway. So... You know, my journey was rough, but finally got our apartment. Got a good job. I love my job. Can't complain about it. I'm happy. And even when I'm sad, I'm grateful and thankful for the things that I've overcome. Because I realized without me, I wouldn't be who I am today. I realized in a lot of relationships and friendships that I've had, I was too much of a leader to realize that there was a problem with this person. And when I say that, I mean wanting to see the good in people and trying to lead good, trying to lead with good and trying to lead with love. It didn't bite me in the ass, but it definitely slapped me in the face where I had to come to my senses and realize, like, you know what? You're right. In certain senses, yeah. Certain things weren't reciprocated. I've realized these feelings and emotions has, has always been present. It's just I was trying to ignore it while you were trying to hide it. And, you know, I learned a lot from that. I learned a lot. 
I wish everyone well that has done wrong by me. I hope and I pray for them that they receive blessings and that they get the help that they need. But I'm not one to talk or say or judge anyone because I am not perfect and I deal with my own shit. But that's all I really wanted to say to y'all. I might keep this up. I might delete it. Depends on how I feel. I'm not, like I said, I'm not the type of person that likes to start fires. Not to say that I did. But I was speaking my truth and speaking from my heart. I went through a lot. I tried to confide in different people. I tried to talk to people. I tried to tell people. Nobody wasn't listening to me. So I had to listen to myself and say, if no one won't help me or no one won't listen or the the air, the air to my voice, I got to be able to make that change for me. And I sure as hell did. And I am still doing my very best. I love y'all. Stay blessed. I hope you guys enjoyed this. The authenticity of me being real. I have gone all over the place, but that just goes to show that it's a very sensitive topic to me that I'm still dealing with, still coping with. And sometimes I choose to ignore it in a sense where if it's not affecting me anymore, I go. But to have to relive certain memories and talk about it, it's it's fresh. It's, it's still it's still a wound. It's still an open wound. The scabs are there, but the scabs ain't ain't healed yet. Still healing, and still taking risk. Well, one love, y'all. Stay blessed.